Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Wayward Dragons. I'm Johnny. And I'm Kelsey. Uh, for those of you who are new here, we're just a couple of uh, nerds. Nerdy friends. Yeah, <laughs> talking about the occult and all sorts of miscellaneous other BS. So welcome on this uh, journey with us. Yes. Yeah. And our, our roles have reversed this week. I'm traveling and you are not. Yeah. So I apologize if you hear cars in the background. I've actually had a fairly chill weekend thus far. So yesterday yeah. I spent all day marathoning an anime with my nephews. So that was nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I spent the whole day traveling. Yeah. Which is <laughs> not nice. <laughs> no. No. Travel well, days are never fun. No. But um his my fiance now. Um we are Woo! six months I know. Yeah. That was <laughs> right before our trip. But um we are about six months apart, so he turned the big three O back in December. And I turned the big three O in May. So we decided to like take a birthday trip like halfway in between. And yeah, before we left on Friday, he asked me to marry him. And I said yes. And you went from the Midwest to the far west. I did. Went from Midwest to the fucking desert. <laughs> and because we remain somewhat anonymous on the show, I am I am very fair skinned, and um, Kelsey and the sunlight do not get along. <laughs> this is why Kelsey needs to make sure she puts on SPF nine thousand. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to be a baked potato. Yeah, I'm gonna be a big red lobster, but I brought like all shirts with sleeves and like leggings and stuff, so we'll be fine. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been an interesting couple of days. Considering that, you know, mm. usually you have overcast <laughs> a good portion of the time, and now there's It was not. raining. Yeah. Yeah, it was raining when we left. And now it's 80 degrees, and it's so bright. So bright. You know, I could be Another mistaken, one. but where you're at, I think, is where they filmed the movie for Holes. That would not surprise me. That's a great movie, too. The book and that's was a better. good book. The book was yeah, better. The book is always I have, better. I have more than a few critiques about the movie, but, well, we'll <laughs> I won't go into that. <laughs> I, like it. I, I did love the fact that they had all the little beardies, because bearded dragons mm -hmm. are like the cutest little scaly babies ever. They had all the little I beardies know. in there, and uh, that's that's the best part of that movie. Um, I know. But yeah. I used to have a couple too. So, have you been reading anything good? Or reading anything? Um, I'm almost done with The Third Grave by Lisa Jackson. I'm almost done. Like, I got less than 100 pages. I was like, reading it on the plane. But, um, it, it's not bad. It, it definitely gives you, like, lifetime movie vibes. Because the gist of it is, is these three girls, these three girls went missing and in this little dinky little town and I forget where it's at, 
but it's like in the southern U.S. And, you know, for 20 years, these girls have been missing. And all of a sudden, this, the local, like, drunk basically is like, now that my grandpa's dead, because his grandpa was the um, gardener of these family, of these, of this neighboring property, um, I'm going to go into the abandoned house that he used to caretake and see if all the jewels that he talked about are in the basement and they're not. Instead, he finds two of the three girls down in this tomb. Like he pressed holes in the wall and out opened this door. Yeah. And, um, um, but it follows the investigation of this reporter and, um, cop, their husband and wife. And, um, you know, the farther, deeper she goes, the more pissed he gets. And, you know, it's his investigation and stuff. There's other things that kind of are in there. There's um, some miscarriage stuff in there. Um, but overall, it's not bad. Um, it definitely gives me life. Like, it'd be a great Lifetime movie. Because um, I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil it. The third girl is alive. You find out that his the cop's new partner is the little girl the third little girl um her older brother actually rescued her from being murdered along with her other two sisters um and she's determined to bring the the gentleman who killed his two his her two sisters to justice but and then i did um get a mindful souls box um, I will say for $40, it's not that bad of a purchase because like, I don't know if, if I can do a comparison. That's pretty. But that's the, I was like, that's the amethyst that I got. It's as big as my thumb, like as big as my thumb. Um, because while traveling, I put, um, <laughs> Red Carlean in my suitcase that I now mysteriously can't find. Um. So I have to do some crystal shopping today while I am vacationing. But, yeah. I will say for $40, this isn't bad. Because I got a amethyst necklace, a um, free obsidian necklace, a um, rose quartz like um, prism that's like as big as my index finger. Um, another white turquoise bracelet the buddha that they give you is so cute like it's maybe as big as my like fingers like it's so cute um and then i got a dream catcher and they gave me some rosemary essential oil so for 40 dollars, hmm. honestly that wasn't too bad yeah so yeah what have you been reading so I finished uh, The Glass Throne, which is the sixth book and sixth and final book in the Corin Onthal book series by J.W. Webb. Um, apparently there is a trilogy that they did to kind of follow up on that series, which is kind of a cool thing. It's like, you know, decades later after the end of that series after the end of uh the Corin series um 
fun high fantasy series. Uh, typical high fantasy elements. Uh, yeah, it's fun, different. Okay. Not, is the, not a it, Lord of the Rings knockoff. <laughs> is the trilogy like a standalone? Yeah, so there's... So this trilogy... With the the other trilogy that they did, the Berserker trilogy. Yeah, the yeah, one that's so, like ten well, years later. So there, well, it's more than just ten years later. Anyways, Look. so there's a, so there's six books that focus around Coronanthal, and uh, the first three is a trilogy, and then the second three is a trilogy. So I finished the first like those six books. Those are the ones that mm-hmm. actually have to get them. There is a, another trilogy that comes after that. Uh, that is like decades later after the ending of the final book, from what I understand, because you know. Okay. Um, so I am not sure what it actually it entails. Because um, my other favorite author, Gail Martin, mm-hmm. her Chronicles of the Necromancer mm-hmm. is like five or six books, but like one of the endings is a standalone other two gotcha so you get you read the first six and then there's these other two because there's other stuff that happens in between that and that i guess because she's always said that she'll continue that series that's why i'm asking well so there's another book series that let me see if i can find the name of it if my goodreads will load up um but there's another series that I actually read the sequel series before I read the first series. Um, I've done that so many times. And it's like, it's referencing all these things, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck any of this is. Um, but it's all stuff that happened in the first, like, trilogy. And then I went back and read the first trilogy. <sighs> see, I read this. Was that last year I read those books, or was that a year before last? I... You're asking me questions I don't know the answer to. <laughs> well, I'm looking because <laughs> I've done that. That's why I love Goodreads because you can find the book and figure out if it's part of a series before you read it. I think this is it. Is it the Trial of Blood and Steel series? But anyway, so there's another series that I read the first. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time to go through all of my Goodreads and my <laughs> no. I, 12, 12, 1,200 books I've read that are logged in here. Um, <laughs> yeah, love you. Don't have time for that. Yeah. Anyways, so, yeah, so they did that. Um, I also read and fin- or read and completed It Devours, which is... Um, are you familiar with Night Vale at all? No. So, Welcome to Night Vale is a fun and freaking awesome, amazing uh, narrative podcast. Okay. That's been running since 2017, 2016, something like that. Uh, but so it's really fun. There's, it's like, it's this weird town in the middle of the desert that weird shit happens to in and, uh, most of it's done through a the narrative lens of the local radio host. Okay. Uh, and they actually have like 
uh, they all have little breaks in the middle of the episode where they're like, and now for the weather. And so they'll cut over and do like, you know, independent music artists or like lesser known music artists. They'll play a song from them. They'll, okay. you know, they write in. So they wrote three books. Uh, I apparently read the first and third one and skipped over the second one. The second one is It Devours. Um, but yeah, no, so it's just fun, kooky, urban fantasy type thing. Uh, it's enjoyable. It's random as hell at times. But and okay. the cool thing, the way the books are done is you don't have to be a fan of the Night Vale podcast to enjoy the story. Gotcha. There are references in there that, you know, you get better if you are a fan, but you don't necessarily have to have listened to the podcast to understand the story. Gotcha. And they do the same thing with the live shows that they do because they do uh, live shows that, that where they travel around and, uh, you know, basically do like a, oh, well, this is an hour-long presentation or basically what an episode is, but the way they do it and the way they write the story, you're not necessarily required to know everything that's going on in the podcast so it's kind of cool it's all standalone nice uh, that's nice yep but um it's just kind of a synopsis uh weird religious cult uh is there in town which they show up multiple times through the podcast but weird religious cult attempting a couple of the members are attempting to summon the being that their cult is based around, they call the Smiling God, uh, which to them is it's going to come and devour everyone's sins. A um, couple of the church leaders are like, yeah, no, it's literally just going to come and eat everyone. So we're going to summon this big giant centipede that's going to come and eat everyone. And That, uh, that is creepy. Yep. Nope. So that's, so that's what so happens. Mildly disturbing. And... Uh, <laughs> So there's a giant centipede that's eating people, and they have to figure out how to stop the centipede from eating people. You know, this reminds me of the worm episode from SpongeBob. I, no clue. You know me, not a SpongeBob fan. I know, but that's what it reminds me of is the big worm episode. And then I am right in the middle of the. Uh, Critical Role novel, uh, Kith and Ken, which, if any of our listeners are familiar with Critical Role at all, or have heard of it, uh, it this book is the backstory of two of the characters from the first campaign they did, and it's uh, two siblings, they're half-elves, and, you know, a bunch of misadventures and craziness. Um, that yeah, D and D inspired, but yeah, so it's D and D inspired. Um, but yeah, so that's that's all that. Um, gotcha. What do you say we get into the fun part of our episode now? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. yeah. So today we're going to be talking about all the things everyone loves: bunnies, chocolates, birds, spells, and betrayal. Don don don. <laughs> You gotta uh, insert your own creepy music into your head. 
because you know copyright and we don't have any of that um, no, we do not. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about uh, the spring equinox, or what's co- 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 what's commonly known as <laughs> Ostara. <laughs> Shut up. I can't talk today, apparently. You know what I'm trying to say. Anyways. Um, Collectively. That's not what I was trying to say, but basically. Um, but it's commonly colloquially, Anyways, get it all out. Anyways, uh, what's commonly <laughs> referred to as Ostara? So, Kels, I don't know about you, but growing up, I was told a bunch of lies. It's like, uh, I was a beast at Easter egg hunts, and that's all I can tell you. <laughs> so, so these lies had to do with things like Easter eggs, um, why we have Easter eggs in general, um, what bunnies have to do with Easter, what chocolates have to do with it, and all sorts of other stuff. So, I grew up Southern Baptist in America's Bible Belt. And for yes. those of you who are not from the States or aren't familiar with what that is... The Bible Belt is an area in the southeastern United States that is mainly comprised of states that fought in the uh, the losing side of a civil war. The Confederate side. It's the losing side. I'm I'm gonna say it. It's the losing side. They yeah. lost, even though for yeah. some reason mo- a lot of the people don't get that through their heads. Oh, um. So, yeah, they fought to preserve slavery and all that jazz. Insert but jazz. The aftermath. <laughs> um, the aftermath is the Bible Belt. <laughs> people actually still fly a lot, like flags for, you know, yep. the Confederacy. And actually, um, I to, mean, I see that where I am at. Well, I'm in the Midwest. Yeah, not to get, you know, two in the weeds here and traveled on a political role there was actually someone in recent years in the state that i'm in that was murdered in broad daylight by three people on the side of the street because you know he was a black man and you know they were in that mindset uh Mm -hmm. it to the point where their their lawyer said well please don't regard any of their memorabilia or ownership of any of this stuff or interest in any of this stuff and any evidence to the case you know this this has nothing to do with what happened here no yes no it does it's, yes it does yes it does but anyways <laughs> i was like the one thing i will say is it's a lot of generational work our generation has to be more mindful and you have to break that generational thinking we are we're not back then now we're not we're not there this is now and that's then and we can stop yeah. thinking that way yeah no and that's, and that's all i'll say <laughs> you know that's evident from time to time it's things change things you know cultures evolve and mm-hmm. if you don't move with that evolution you get left behind and that's yep. that's all there's that but you know 
Uh, Southern Baptists are a group of it's a sect of Christianity who are not the most welcoming of other people's <laughs> beliefs or ideology. Your uh, face. <laughs> I was trying to think of the Sorry. best way to put that. Um, I They're actually, not very accepting. Well, so I actually had church members tell me growing up that, you know, Harry Potter is the devil's work and you'll go to hell for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, I mean, the author being a turf, that's a whole other conversation. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And Pokemon. Pokemon is the devil's work. It's little monsters and, you know, they're trying to turn you into little monsters and it's pulling you away from God. Yeah, well, that's it's that, that's Pokemon. That was that was stuff that we that I was told as a kid. Um, so, I mean, you know, I literally got in trouble as a kid and got a stern talking to. Because I asked too many questions in Sunday school. <laughs> yes, yes, that's, you would. A, that's the thing. Is I asked too many you questions would. in Sunday school. Oh yeah, um, you would. I can see you, little Johnny, just be like, "What? Uh, I have a legit question." Well, <laughs> one of the questions I asked, of course, was what rabbits and what Easter eggs had to do with Easter. You know, I mean, kind of answer I got. Question. Because, I don't know. So I was told that um, you know the dove represents the purity of Jesus and the purity of the Abrahamic God and His love for all of us. I was told that the egg symbolized His love for us, and the rabbit somehow represented Jesus' sacrifice and resurrection. I don't know. I guess rabbits are zombies. <laughs> um, what the hell? Kind of horseshit was that? Now, so yeah, what? so now with the imagery all being good and all that fun stuff, I mean, it's great imagery. It's a great thing to think about. How the hell does any of that make sense? It doesn't. That's why I'm super confused. No, that's that's the, kind of the point like, there. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't told that as a kid, but granted, I didn't grow up in a very religious household. Oh yeah, this is. So you get like all sorts of, like the candy cane. We jump jump holidays for a second. Do you know what the candy cane represents? Oh God. What? The red on the candy cane represents the blood that was spilt from Jesus. Uh, yep. And the white was the purity of his soul. And then the shape of the candy cane was because of the shepherds. I'm sorry, what? We're just grasping at, we're just grasping at straws at this point. Uh, I'm like, sorry, what? I, I'm so confused. Yeah. No, so I was just told... <laughs> I was just told, go get the biggest egg. <laughs> like, here's your basket, Kelsey, oh, and away you went. We, we, did, like, egg, we did egg hunts. Um, they were aggressive at times. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Especially Me. for the prize egg. Do you guys have a prize oh, yeah. egg? Yeah. All the adults oh, yeah. would like put money in. Um, we actually went to a YMCA in like mm. the age groups, you know. So I would like finish my age group, but I would just keep going. Like and my dad would have to stop me. Oh yeah, no, so we did it we did it like our family. It was me, my siblings, and my cousins and I 
actually tackled my cousin one year mm -hmm. because like it was like everyone all the eggs were found except for the prize egg so everyone was looking around and he and i looked at each other at the same time and then looked over at a place and then made eye contact with each other and then we both just start like trucking it so i tackle <laughs> his ass and then i like i like we're fighting, literally, we're fighting over a cinder block, like the big cinder blocks. <laughs> and so, so it, I ended up reaching in and grabbing it, and I get the prize egg. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, like, kick kids and, like, throw kids out of my <laughs> age group and shit. So, like, I'm, no one liked to be up against me and my family, like, when we did our family once. <laughs> I was purposely, my stepmom would literally go, you can't join. This is not for you. As I got older. Yeah, one like, year we yes. just kind of like stopped doing it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you get too old. Like especially when you're all are like born around the same time. Yeah. Well, it's like, like it was so it was my older brother, my older sister, my older cousin, then me like year, 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 then me. And I think like two years later. It was my younger cousin, and then two years after that was my kid sister. So we were like literally yeah. all right there at the same age. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so as I said today, we're talking about Ostara or the Spring Equinox. Now there are tons and tons of different names for this holiday, um, depending on culture and, um, you know, right about where you're celebrating. Uh, as far as country of origin and all sorts of other stuff, but most cultures have had some sort of holiday around the equinox. Mm -hmm. uh, there's actually like evidence of like basically stone structures in North America made by uh, natives, the, you know, the indigenous people of the land that, uh, there were like holes put into these rocks or stone structures. And uh, the only times that the light would shine through were on the equinox and the solstices. Hmm. So what does equinox mean? I don't know. Okay. I uh, wasn't expecting that. I mean, it's got equa. I was like, it's got equa, which yeah. is like in the middle. Yeah. So equinox uh, so the spring equinox is the time in the spring where the daylight hours and the night hours are the same. Yeah. Um, so this is one of the This is one of the eight major Sabbaths that are on yes. the will of the year. Typically in the northern hemisphere, this is celebrated between March the 20th through March the 23rd. There are a number of different other holidays that happen around this time period. Mm -hmm. The spring equinox, the common term for it, like I said, is Ostara, which is named after uh, Ostare or Ostre, which is the Teutonic goddess of spring. Uh, some of the things that were sacred to her were seeds and eggs as they are both a source quote unquote of life and certain to bring rebirth every year in the spring 
So this whole, uh, the whole ideology is rebirth, uh, renewal, um, starting again is the whole ideology around Ostara. Gotcha. Uh, getting, getting Buddhist, getting Buddha vibes. Kind of. I mean, it's the cycle of life. Yeah. Um, unfortunately because of christianization uh, many of the myths around this goddess are lost or have been muddled down or there's portions that are missing uh but much much of the modern pagan lore is very similar to persephone the greek goddess of spring yes uh so where you know with persephone where she takes it and she returns from the underworld yeah from the underworld to be with her mother during this time period at demeter and then she'll return to her husband hades in the underworld in the fall Mm -hmm. um that is a great disney movie by the way is hercules i disagree i think it's a great movie I like Hades. I enjoy Hades in that, but so okay. So I'll say this. <laughs> I'll say this. It's a bad representation of yes. It, it is. A, I'll give you that. It is an enjoyable film. It is. It's enjoyable. It is an enjoyable film. It, you know, Pain and Panic are two of like my favorite. Oh yeah, pinch people ever. <laughs> um, it is very enjoyable. They're so funny. It is. That being said, for any sort of actual representation oh, of no. anything uh, Greco-Roman, it is complete rubbish. It is. But if you want to see what Hades to the Underworld looks like, go watch it. <laughs> um, I love that movie. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I like when uh, he goes like XX9 or whatever he does for 911. Yep. That fucking cracks my ass up every time. That's a great movie. Sorry. Nope, you're good. <laughs> um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. So much like the traveling to and from the underworld, there are stories of Ostara traveling. Or, or sorry, Os. Yeah, yeah. There are stories of the goddess traveling on a chariot with an unnamed sun king so he's most likely named but you know because of christianization and destroying everything that's not christian that's what i was about to ask is it something that we just don't know his name he never had a name did it change depending on where based, he were? based on what i or did they just like say fuck it we're getting rid of this man's yeah, name based off what i could find it's just the issue with christianization where we have records that are lost because you know, we didn't like them. People don't like nice things. Well, it's it's a bad thing. What they were doing was bad, so therefore we have to get rid of it, even though we don't understand it. Oh yes, because you know honoring nature is such a bad thing. You know that would explain why yeah. so many Christians are capitalists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and all us weirdos live in the middle of nowhere. Um. But yeah, so where am I at here? Uh, so regardless of which goddess that you know, or god, because in some cultures it is a spring god. 
Uh, mm -hmm. You want to venerate because uh, you have many options depending on your tradition and however you want to do it. Uh, as long as the goddess or in some cases God is a representation of the earth and is a representation of things growing and developing. Hey, buddy, go for it. So when the goddess typically leaves, it's the fall. And, you know, as just like when she takes and she comes in, she brings life and rebirth into the world. When she leaves in the fall, it is the lack of life and lack of her life force. So it brings death and destruction. No, it, it brings death. It brings things coming to an end or a different part of the cycle. Yep. Many uh, traditions from Ostara survive in the Christian myths of Easter. Yeah. Uh, some will even venerate Mary, Jesus's mother, yeah. on the day that is Ostara, and they will refer to it as the Ladies' Day. Okay. As a day to honor Mother Mary. I thought that was kind of interesting. That's a little interesting. Yep. Uh, Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> the Druids. Completely different group of people. <laughs> Completely different group of people. The Druids. <laughs> Your face. As soon as I said it, I'm like, that's not what that word was. The Druids. Not the Jewish. There are times I wish we would, like, do a video. We could, like, release the video for people. Because our facial expressions are... <laughs> Great. It's, and it's bad because I'm looking at the word and then that like completely <laughs> different word comes out and it's not even a close word, so it's not like I can blame it on dyslexia. Uh, <laughs> oh so like that text you sent me of like let me know, like, are you flying today? If you put out trying, I knew exactly what you were trying to say. I, that was not the word. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, I don't even remember when I like what time I sent you that. I think it was earlier in the morning. Yeah, it was but, while we were like finishing up packing. But it's like, are we trying today? And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, he's asking if we're flying today. Yeah, I I think I just like <laughs> maybe I just woke up. I don't know, but I was like yeah. not fully coherent. And I'm just like, and then I just like send. And then after you responded, I'm just like, fuck. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so the Druids <laughs> refer to this day as Alban Eler. Uh, at this time, the goddess has woken up and returned from the netherworld. She herself is reborn as the flower maiden. Okay. As she walks the earth, it starts to bloom, uh, as seen by the first few flowers that bud and bloom during the uh, parts, the first parts of spring where the earth is warming up. The god rises high into the sky, bringing daylight and life back to the earth. So it's uh, like it's a young, barrel buck rising up and saying, ha ha, look at me. And the lady's like, ooh, look at my flowers. I'm all about you. It's like what... flower crowns. Yeah. Lots of flower crowns. Uh, <laughs> so in such myths, 
blah, 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 blah. And such myths as the Mesopotamians, uh, the goddess actually returns from the underworld and switches places with her husband, who is the uh, Lord of Winter. Yeah, the Mesopotamians have a really interesting mythology, uh, but part of the story, to give the kind of a short version, is um, the goddess of spring's sister is actually the goddess of the underworld. Okay. And there was a whole deal. There's a big, long, drawn-out thing, but basically she was trapped down there, and her husband made a deal that they would take it, and they would split their time in the underworld because she still needed a soul, and so basically they would split their time down there. And so six months out of the year, he was down there. And six months out of the year, she was down there. Okay. So, and then the equinox is kind of their transition point. Switching. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. So uh, they would take it and, you know, the cold goes to the underworld and goes away for a few months. And you know, I will say... The one thing I'm seeing as we do these Sabbaths is that there are a lot of cultures uh-huh. that have very similar stories. You have the Greeks with Persephone. It's somewhat of a similar story to what you just told me. You know, it's 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 a little bit different. You know, names and the yeah. stories just off enough. And it's like a lot of these cultures didn't interact for a while and it's amazing to see how they all for a long time didn't interact and they all somewhat have very similar stories well there's there's a few different theories behind that i mean there's the academic sense that you know traders would travel and take these stories to different cultures and they would change and things like that but then there's also the ideology of the archetypal mindset of these arcane forces or gods and goddesses and divine aspects of nature that while different are consistent. Yeah. They're Uh, just different enough to be specific for that region, but the stories are very, very similar. Yeah. Which I find, I've always found that interesting as we've gone down these rabbit holes. So some of the different goddesses that, can be looked at during this time period. Uh, Ishtar, Harika, which I don't remember where she was from. Arinto, which actually, which interesting to me is Arinto is actually a bear. And so the winter comes when she hibernates because she hibernates for the, yeah. But okay. that is a, uh, that is a Slavic, s- that is a Slavic deity. Okay. Yeah. So when the bear, when she is awake, the bear is awake. It is springtime when she is hibernating. (laughs) It's winter. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense because there's Uh, bears over there. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Uh, So, of course, as we've already said, Persephone, uh, Lada, Freya, and uh, Diswana, and of course, Bridget. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, celebrations during this time period can include flower crowns, include all sorts of things. 
<laughs> Flower crowns. Um, of course, decorating eggs to symbolize fertility, love, life, and hope. Um, as a little side note here, when I say fertility, yes, there's a big energy for, you know, the making of babies and stuff like that because repopulation of earth or population of earth and sustaining species i will say this i know some of our listeners are out there you know uh, some of our people that we ha- are listening um aren't too fond on the thought of babies so i'll say this it's not necessarily babies when you're talking about fertility you can be yeah. you know fertile in any aspect of life um, if you're looking for getting a new job, you can have fertility in that, you know, you can have fertility in wealth, you can have fertil- fertility in, uh, creativity, fertility, basically it's manifesting and bringing things into existence. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be your baby making parts. Yeah. Well, that's why I kind of emphasized that when we did our, the last episode with the full moon. Right. It's like, yes, 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 you're that magic is it's a good time to start that but it's also a good time to start something think of fertility as like the it's the making of whatever it is that you want to do yep so whether that's to make a baby and start a family but maybe make a path for you to get a better job you know that dream home you know think of it as the beginning of the path to your next goal Mm mm-hmm First, a baby. Yep, it's manifesting that into the world. Yeah. Um, it's bringing, bringing an idea to life. So another thing that's a practice celebration is spring cleaning. You yes. know, we, we all hear this growing up, spring cleaning this, spring cleaning that. You know, it's, hey, it's time to do spring cleaning. Well, yep. that's actually a magical art, and you're cleansing negative or stagnant uh, energy that is left behind from the previous year, getting yep. that out of the house, out of the way, anything from the past, you're getting rid of it, um, getting rid of the old and bringing in and making space for the new. Yes. So this is a time of transformation. Uh, one of my favorite myths, it's one of the few survive, full surviving myths having to do with Ostara is that once she found an injured dove, Mm-hmm. It's where some of this iconography comes in. She found a wounded dove. And mm-hmm. she went to heal it. Well, because of some of the issues with the dove, the so she couldn't exactly just straight up heal it. So she was going to transform it. Yeah. And because of part of the injury, the transformation did not take complete uh, hold. So... Gotcha. When she transformed it into a rabbit, <laughs> the rabbit still laid eggs. This is where the myth of the Easter Bunny comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That creepy big fucking bunny. Well, that's that's a whole different thing. But yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where the original myth of the Easter Bunny comes from. Uh, is was a transformed rabbit. Uh, so this is kind of like a a thought to put in your head, but kind of a, you know, a reminder that, you know, we change, we heal. And, you know, with the help of the divine, any way, shape or form that you wish to put it, uh, we transform part of ourselves. Yeah. But 
part of what was will always remain. Yep. Uh, and, you know, of course, transformation takes time. But part of your core self will always be there. And we kind of have to work through that and, you know, just keep going. Yeah. Uh, so this Honest, is... Yep. I think it's important for people to know that, yes, you can change yourself. Mm-hmm. You can change a lot of things about yourself. But there's always going to be a part of you that... The core of you that will remain the same. Yeah, I mean, something shitty can happen to you. And, yes, that sucks. That will change you. But you are still yourself in who you really are. And there's nothing that can be done about that. You are you through and through. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but it did. (laughs) Uh, It's okay. So now for Kelsey's favorite subject. How about some food? Uh. (laughs) So Kelsey's a hardcore foodie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, when we landed here (laughs) for vacation... It's like, we got to go to the grocery store because I need midnight snacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, Which so, is the smallest, smallest Walmart <laughs> ever encountered. <laughs> there's actually another store that's there that, uh, that's like, Walmart's not, because you know how like, there's always like the local big grocery store chain? Yeah, it's, uh, Fry's is the chain that I work at. That's the store out here. Gotcha. Is fries. There, there, there's a, a little billboard with the people that are like in our advertisements uh-huh. in the Midwest. I like saw the billboard and I was like, oh, it's fries out here. Okay. All right. So it's just, they like, use the same advertisement. <laughs> they just changed the logo yeah. that's on it. Yeah. That's for great. real, instead of like the one for the Midwest, it's the one for out here. And I'm like, because it's the same creepy ass little people that look <laughs> like the little people figurines, uh-huh. like the little people for kids figurines, right? Like the meeples. And yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, and like they closed at 10. And my fiance is like, oh, well, the, wa- the Wally World down the street closes at 11. Let's go. That was the smallest Wally World I've ever been in. But continue. Uh, oh, you're good. So some food that is associated <laughs> with this uh, time of year. And this is just kind of a small selection here because there's a shit ton more than this. I was like, potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Potatoes. Uh, <laughs> I just love potatoes. So, sorry. But no, you're good. You're good. Uh, asparagus. Okay. I can see that. Dill. Yeah. Okay. Um, big surprise here. Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thunk it? I was like, all eggs? Chicken eggs? Is it specific to one type of egg? Just eggs. All eggs. Okay. So, yeah. Platypus eggs work too. <laughs> um, <laughs> honey. Oh, that makes sense. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Lettuce. Radishes, seafood, and spring onions. Okay. Um, As far as for drinks, it's pretty much any natural drink. uh, Teas, lemonades, stuff like that, that are spring colored. Okay. 
And they're then, light and refreshing. Yeah. Then, of course, mead. Well, yeah, because you can make with the honey that you just made. Yeah. Yeah. I really, like, because Lavender came up with this as well, and as I was reading this, I'm like, I really want to go and get the stuff and make some really good homemade lavender lemonade. Okay. Have you ever had lavender lemonade? No. Oh, it's so good. But, um... Jenny's, the ice cream place, they mm-hmm. used to have a lavender, lavender, like, it was a lavender ice cream. Hmm. I didn't try it. Yeah. I think it was like a lavender Parmesan cheese or Parmesan um, ice cream. It was a weird flavor. A Jenny's does that, though. Like, so we mm-hmm. we have a Jenny's here. Um, granted, it's about an hour drive. But for those of you that don't know, Jenny's is a... Uh, chain that has like locations in random major cities across the u.s and yeah. uh it's all homemade ice cream yeah they like pride themselves in sourcing local ingredients for their ice cream yep so and funky flavors dolly pardon's ice cream just started delivering because um they teamed up with dolly pardon to make a strawberry pretzel one like the dish, the like strawberry pretzel jello dish, they've made into an ice cream flavor. Interesting. And it's, it supports Dolly Parton's, I think, reading program. Dolly Parton is one hell of a lady. She is. She's an amazing person. But um, like she, she is yeah. a modern day saint. She is right up there with uh, Betty White. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, Jenny's. It's some weird, funky flavors, yeah. but they're really good. Well, they have some, like, regular flavors, too. Like, their Backyard yeah. Mint oh. is freaking amazing. Rattleberry th- Crisp is my uh, favorite. This is this is two people who are lactose intolerant talking about delicious <laughs> ice cream. You know, Hello. after this, I've got some lactose-free ice cream in my freezer upstairs. So, after this, I'm going to go and have <laughs> me a bowl of ice cream. Um, it's so good. It's so worth it. Like they have like a buckeye um they have a buckeye one that's peanut butter and chocolate. Um Rabbleberry is yeah. so good. It's a blackberry pie with so, ice like made into ice cream. But, again again for our listeners, if you don't know what a buckeye <laughs> is, so one, it's a type of nut. Two, in the, the Midwest it is poisonous. In, in the Midwest they have a what would you consider that? It's not really a pastry. It's it's a chocolate. Well, it's I don't know I would what consider you would consider it. it, but anyway, but yeah. I would consider it a chocolate because it's the peanut butter. It's like a Reese yeah. cup. It's like yeah, a homemade so Reese cup. Basically, so Buckeyes, the way they look, like the actual nut is there's it's darker brown with a circlet of lighter brown, and basically how you make a Buckeye for the Midwest is it's a hunk of peanut butter <laughs> mixed with powdered sugar mixed with powdered sugar <laughs> dunked in chocolate all with like the little circlet so you've got the lighter chocolate and the darker chocolate and it's like yep. if you like Reese's peanut butter cups oh, and uh, so good. you prefer the peanut butter over the chocolate flavor and texture of it these things yeah. are the best freaking thing ever. Oh, uh, so good. But 
I digress from that. Uh, so, <laughs> so some activities uh, you can do during this time period is blessing seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's the time to start your garden. So. Yeah, well, I was going to get to that. Sorry. Now you're just going to bless random seeds and chunk them in the freezer. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, you can. That's whatever you want to do. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> uh you do I'm, you, not, boo. I'm not gonna pronounce this name right, but making uh casquetas. It's a thing from Mexico originally. Basically, you take it, you take an egg, you poke okay. a little hole or put a little hole in the bottom of it, and get all the yolk out of it, and then you'll stuff it with like like you let it dry out, and then you'll mm-hmm. stuff it with like confetti or glitter or whatever else, and then you'll like Hunkle met people or smashed over somebody's head. Oh yeah, no, that's a thing. That's that a, is amazing. That is an actual thing. It uh, is a portable glitter bomb. Basically, basically, that is amazing. Um, but yeah, so that's <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, so of course, coloring eggs uh, and you know writing different blessings and stuff on them, runes, putting markings on them for blessings for this time of year uh and then hiding them some people do egg hunting but that actually came from that's a whole other thing so egg hunting originally came from a thing where because you got these evil pagans out here doing spell work with i don't know why i have like a deep southern accent for this one it's like a english and irish thing but Anyway, yeah. well, and anyways, so they would take it and the Christian church would pay children in chocolate to go out and find these eggs and destroy them because the pagans would take it and have these eggs that they would decorate and hide to manifest things. And then the church would pay kids to take their manifestations. Basically, they would be like, hey, they're, doing, e- they're doing evil stuff. Let's, uh, I'll give you chocolate if you go and, you know fuck this shit up that's so dumb and i'll give you like sweets and candy and sh- like yeah. yeah that is so dumb so but that's what that's where egg hunting comes from uh but people do it today is you know because and for a reclaiming thing and because kids enjoy it especially when they get it's violent fun. with it you know oh yeah uh so I've, I've already told my fiance our kids will know they will be badass easter egg hunters no doubt about it no um, way. so of course home blessings mm-hmm. for people who have new homes because you know typically this we, we're coming up on a time for our next sabbath would be where a lot of weddings and stuff are during yes um and kelsey gets to do that one yeah uh, it's also around my birthday too uh-huh so you know, people would start to have new homes and stuff that they would build and people would come in and, you know, bless the homes before they had individuals coming and in, moving into them. Making plans for the year. So, you know, you want to like say, hey, I want to take it. I want to do this this year. I want to do this this year. This would be a good time to do this. Um, I know a lot of people do this during New Year's for their, like, their New Year's resolution type thing. But this is a good time to start working on what you're trying to manifest uh making runes and marking things with runes 
with, uh, that represent what you want to manifest. Starting garden. As I said earlier, spring cleaning. Starting seedlings. Um, in modern day, because you've got a bunch of assholes out there that throw shit out the windows and like to litter, um, this is a good time. Granted, you should not a never a bad time to do this but this is a good time to you know get a group of people together and go out to your local parks and you know or roadways and stuff and pick up litter yeah uh oh, yeah yeah it's like and, your local beach yeah and it's also a great it's also a great time for community gardening and assisting people in the community mm-hmm. yep so that's that's the gist of Ostara. Did we so, learn fun stuff, Kelsey? The glitter bomb. That that's fantastic. <laughs> that is amazing. I hate that that's what you took out of all of this. <laughs> like, well, I kind of knew a lot of that already because of the Greek and Roman right the Persephone thing. Um, and I did Bridget's Day, so a lot of this I already new because of covering Bridget's Day. Right. And for any of our listeners who enjoy webcomics, there's a great webcomic out there about Persephone and Hades yeah. called War Olympus. And it is yeah. freaking phenomenal. I actually, uh, this past year at Dragon Con, cosplayed Hades. And then a friend of mine cosplayed Hermes. And it was, it was super fun because like <laughs> Sauce has the personality of Hermes, so it was really entertaining <laughs> to have him run around painted all red and just being <laughs> his normal self. <laughs> uh, yeah, those comics are very, yeah, those are good comics. Yeah, um, they're of course trigger warning, but oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, definitely, it's it's they're freaking yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, I knew a lot of that already because of taking a Roman Greek Roman mythology class in high school, doing Bridget's Day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I already knew a lot of that. Yep, it's an excellent time. <laughs> I am actually going to be having uh, quiche to celebrate because that's a that's a fun and simple egg related it is that you can make and for people who don't know that's just scrambled egg pie it is basically an omelet in a in a pie crust yeah. it's yeah so tons of lactate my mom loves it but <laughs> <laughs> my mom loves it <laughs> well it's either that or omelets and me nor anyone in my household is any good at actually flipping an omelet and not causing it to die, so it becomes like a scramble type thing. My fiance is amazing at making omelets. Have you gotten to where <laughs> like <laughs> does it still feel I'm, weird I'm learning? It? Does it still feel weird saying it? Yeah, it is. It is. You're just like my fiance. I have to I have to pause because I keep saying boyfriend. He's my boyfriend, but now he's my fiance. Um but Honest to God, that man has amazing omelet skills. Doesn't, they don't fall apart, nothing. Amazing omelet skills. It's a weird skill to have, but 
he does a great job. Everyone's, and I've I've sort of learned the technique. Everyone's I've, got I've at least one weird skill. <laughs> yeah. I mean everybody does. He's he's the grill master, but he also makes great omelets. Mine is being a people person, even though I don't like people. <laughs> like so I I have this I run into this problem a lot at work. They're like, Oh, you're an introvert? What? That doesn't make any sense. And it's like a lot of introverts have extrovert tendencies. It's because that's we have what people to, don't understand. It's because we have to blend in to your world. Yep. And I I see a meme all the time and I share it. Because it's like, why do you keep saying that I have to talk more? Why do I have to be the one that has to be more of a people person and stuff? Mm-hmm. Why can't you become more like me? Why do I have to conform to your world of people pleasing and being so social and stuff? Yeah. Why can't you come down to my level and accept that not everyone's like that? And I, I'm not talking to you because I'm mad at you. I'm just done with the day and I'm peopled out. Yeah. Like, I mean, and you know, I don't know about the rest of the world, but in the States, especially, you know, it's, it's set up where it is an extroverted world. Like you're expected oh, yeah. to be extroverted at all times. The job market's like that. Everything is like that. Oh, yeah. And it's like, guys, we, we don't all like to talk to people. Well, and then like COVID hit. And then all these people, all the extroverts couldn't social socialize. And then all of us introverts are like, oh, welcome to our world. This is how our <laughs> world works. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Like, like I see those memes of like, if your world didn't change with COVID, you're just like an introvert. And it's true. Like my world, yeah. our world didn't change. Like, Sometimes I want to go introvert. out to a bar with a yeah. book and just sit there and drink. And read my book and leave me the hell yeah. alone. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be in a social environment, but just don't talk to me. Then again, <laughs> after I've had several drinks, I get extremely extroverted, but that's a whole yes, different you conversation. Do. <laughs> you do. I my was, favorite, uh, not going to lie, my favorite memory is the glitter fairy when you were running around covered in glitter oh. <laughs> with fairy wings. So this past year at Dragon Con, we're standing in line for one of the things. I don't remember what it was now, but I brought booze with me to the line. And I was fairly sober when we got in line. But then I was just like drinking and I'm just like, fuck, there's too many people. You know, this is a lot of people. So I'm drinking because people and uh, <laughs> by the end of it, the people behind us were playing a game and I'm like all like hey guys I'm joining your game whether you like it or not <laughs> yeah that's you nope, it that's was... definitely you yep but yeah so yeah, yeah. That, that I think that's my favorite drunk Johnny memory <laughs> uh, everyone's got at least one <laughs> is you completely covered in glitter head to toe with a tutu and fairy wings on well, no, it wasn't fairy wings. <laughs> I bought tool and I made a cape out of the tool. Oh, was that it? Yeah, it's it like was, you were completely no, it was, covered in glitter. It was a cape. It was a tool cape that I made. 
and it was and it was horrible. I I found glitter for years. Oh yeah, after that, yeah, in my luggage. Yeah, and we weren't even in the same room. We yep. were hotels apart, and I still kept <laughs> glitter. I and the, the reactions to that were varying from "that's awesome" to "cool, but stay away from me." To <laughs> "what the fuck is wrong with you? You're a horrible person." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were walking around Dragon for that one. Yep. Oh yeah. So I forget you guys. You were going to some concert or like a rave or something. I think for that. I don't know. It was Dragon Con. I don't remember I do some what kind you did of that zany for. bullshit every year. Uh, mm-hmm. So what's our next episode yep. on, Kelsey? We're going to dive into the true crime world. It's like you don't have do your calendar cult. on you. I don't. I don't. Because I'm in the middle of the desert, not in my suburban home. Um, we are going to be diving into a little bit of the true crime world. We're going to jump into a lesser known occult. Um, cult called the vampire cult um because cults do fall under the occult umbrella um so yeah and then after that we will be doing mayday slash beltane because that is our next sabbath and then after that i've I've not thought thought as that far ahead so i actually dated someone at one point who said she was a vampire and i'm like cool (laughs) I'm into kinky stuff too, and uh, <laughs> not what she was talking about. No, I was no. Just like whatever, and that's, man. That's the thing is like <laughs> there, there's, there's a lot of like vampire. There's the main. There's a story of like this girl that gets like kills her grandparents or something, um, and this might be that cult, but like. There's a lot of those types of stories, but there's also a vampire underworld. Like it's real, it's there, and we're not diving into that, but we will definitely go into the vampire cult. Now that being said, we are not confirming nor denying the existence yeah. of vampires. Correct. This is that is specifically going to be individuals who take the claim or the title of vampire for their Deeds, I guess would be whatever the best way they're to doing. Put it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but yeah, that's gonna be the next episode. So if you're not a big fan of true crime, go ahead and skip that episode. Um, but yeah, I, I figured we kind of break up what we've kind of done, do a, a little bit different, but kind of kind of go off in the left field of something that I like to read about. Mm-hmm. And cults, cults fascinate me. I've said this before. How people can be so manipulated is fascinating me. Well, cults are really, really fun. Oh, yeah. And we can thank the Romans for that one. Because they were very okay with everybody. Just Well, unless you were cannibals, then... Yeah, then but they had a problem. That's actually... So, fun fact... This isn't what's typically taught in school because Christianized country and Christianized history. Um, the reason why the Romans executed the Christians was because they went around talking about eating flesh and drinking blood. Yeah, I would too. 
because you know it's the, the they're like yeah. th these guys are cannibals. They're creepy. It wasn't because yeah. oh the Romans were afraid of the Lord and blah blah. blah. It's because no, it's you guys were talking about eating people. Yeah, you're saying that you're eating someone. That's creepy. Like it's... no matter the time. Like yeah, that's just creepy. Yeah, but yeah. So that'll be our next episode. Um. I did create a Twitter, and it's our name backwards, so it's Dragons Weird um, on Twitter. That just fucked with me there. I know, and it's an auto-generated name. Um, so, yeah, it's Dragons Weird on Twitter, and it's the picture that you see for our podcast and stuff like that, because we do have a Facebook, Instagram, and now a Twitter. Cuckoo. So, because I do post pictures along with the episodes on Facebook and Instagram. Because some people need a visual to kind of help them visualize what we describe. <laughs> so. Cool. And then after yeah. that, we are doing the next Sabbath. Yeah. Beltane. Yep. Yep. So it's just going to be you. So yeah. the next two episodes, we get to hear Kelsey talk and you guys get to not deal with me as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to come join us on Facebook or Instagram, um, you see the, the lovely pictures of my cats. My one cat. Um, Apollo. And yeah. And if you want to think we should cover a topic or you have a story to share that's minorly creepy that you feel that we should know, um, you can email us at thewaywarddragons at gmail.com. Also, you just said yeah like 12 times. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mine really zoned out for a minute. <laughs> You're good. You're the time good. the time change is like, fuck with my brain. Yeah. I'm well, really, especially I'm... considering that, like, so now, I don't know if you saw the post or the comment on the, or the thing on this, uh, there is no more daylight savings time. I know, which is amazing because I fucking hate daylight savings. But you know, it's so it's gonna. It's funny because it's gonna, not really gonna fuck with many of us or most of us because we're like, hey, this is just regular transition of time. This is you know mm -hmm. we're gonna completely ignore it. But Arizona, mm -hmm. and I think like one other state may have, but did not change time zone or they did not change times. They changed time zones. So now they're, you know, stuck with the rest of us. Yep. Yeah. Cause like normally we'd be like two hours behind, I think it was two. But now be, it's three but because of the daylight savings. I'm now three. Yep. And because so at my first job, I wake up, I have to be at my job by 3.30, right? Mm -hmm. And for those who don't observe daylight savings, daylight savings happens at 2 a.m., mm -hmm. which is when I get up. So I, <laughs> for daylight savings, this past spring forward, I had to wake up an hour early. So that way, when I left my house, it would already be 3 a.m., for me to get to work. I should not have to do that much thinking for me to be on time to my job. Nope. <laughs> like, nope. It's so annoying. I hate it so much. 
and it causes a lot of health problems. Like, if you don't know that, daylight savings causes a lot of heart problems, stroke problems, and stuff like that. It fucks up people's um, natural time and stuff within your body. It's a capitalist thing anyway. Like, drives me absolutely insane. So, yes. I'm very glad that it is over. So glad. But, yeah. Anyway, come join us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and now Twitter. And you can email us, too. Yeah. Yep. So, I and guess that's everything? Question Yeah. I was like, please tell a friend. Tell your yeah, friends. Please. Tell your enemies. Yeah, tell your enemies. I'd say this tell your weird. coworkers, but don't tell your coworkers because we go. They stuff. might think you're weird. And, that, and we do some fairly touchy subjects. Although, yeah. one of our listeners did tell their coworker. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, hey, if you're cool with your coworkers and you think it might be something they're interested in, go for it. But, just know that, you know. Not everyone open, likes the same things you do. And it can open a whole weird. Can of worms. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 So until next time. I'm, I'm Kelsey. Johnny. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.